0: Listening to Republic Broadcasting Network at RepublicBroadcasting.org. Hour two of the broadcast here on this Friday, the ninth of February, twenty twenty four. I'm your host, Richard Carey, and this is beyond the official narrative. You know, I always hear an echo in my Head after each of those three words. uh, I don't know, I'll have to to set it up someday to actually play that way through the mic. But yeah, we have an excellent roundtable here, folks. And of course, our panelists continuing from the first hour. We have Stephen Douglas Whitener, we have Robbie in Florida, and we have David scorpio and well no i also uh, thought that that was uh, a relevant point you know using water uh, as technology uh, with these people uh, that yes it would only be the more uh, negative and therefore very um disjunct you know and uh Ah, chaotic. Really, I don't see how it would work for anyone's advantage unless it were only to just do harm to our um, mental and physical beings. You know, because uh, then they wouldn't care as long as it doesn't affect other things. So, but anyway, you know, it's a very curious topic there. And I, I don't know. I'd like to go into a few other areas though, so we get a little a variety. And really, I caught something positive in the news cycle seems worth mentioning. Uh, the EU is bending the knee to the farmers. I mean, this actually uh, is sounding like it worked. Uh, and, and, and without further, I mean, I don't know how many countries were already on board when Poland joined that we just heard about, uh, but, you know, there are quite a few, few European countries, so farmers, well, we've heard in some countries, them protesting for quite some time. though. Uh, France, uh, among a couple others. But, you know, this was getting really big and it was about goals that were going to... Well, new restrictions that were going to be fully implemented in 2040, actually. Uh, and, of course, it's all a scam. You know, the, the, the climate agenda is uh, about control. And, and, and that's it. You know, it's it's completely lying about the CO2 and and methane factors, disregarding the sun's factor, and all the data, of course. I mean, anyone who works for them, it's peer-reviewed, where if you don't give the results they want, you're fired, next guy comes in, and (laughs) let's see what kind of study he can give us. People have to understand that. When it comes to all the climate change data out there, uh, uh, Al Gore and uh, PSYOP, notwithstanding... So the European Commission has bent the knee to protesting farmers and is dropping key passages in a proposal for a new 2040 goal aimed at cutting greenhouse gas pollution. According to the EU executive's plan, all sectors need to now contribute to the effort. But the previously mandated 30 percent cut to agricultural production between. By 2040 is gone. Weird phrasing there, but the revised draft has also excluded a mandate for citizens to make lifestyle changes such as eating less meat <laughs> and a push to end fossil fuel subsidies, political reports. And I mean, this is just ridiculous. I mean, but it's great that they've actually put this was a big you know, this is all the makes all the difference, really. I mean, 30 percent cut to agricultural production. Uh, By 2040 and lifestyle changes, the fact that they wanted to get citizens to become less meat of meat eaters. That's insane. And and then, of course, the the, the fossil fuel, so-called fossil fuels. Uh, We have debated that uh, many times here. But okay. from Politico. Farmers protests have broken out in many countries across Europe in recent weeks with the industry expressing discontent over the EU's green policies. Some of the largest demonstrations have been in Germany, prompted by a cut to diesel subsidies. Brussels has faced calls from industry groups and some political parties to lay out a 2040 climate pathway that doesn't ignite further anger. The EU's plan is set to be presented on Tuesday and will recommend a 90% cut in total EU emissions by 2040. Uh, from 1990 levels suggested in line suggestion in line with scientific advice Uh, the updated version of the plan which is still subject to change framed agriculture in a more positive light compared to earlier drafts the role the sector plays in the EU's food sovereignty was also emphasized okay so maybe it was a partial win I mean if they're still talking about a 90% cut in total EU emissions Uh, Well, it's still being recommended, though. But, I mean, so it's not really anything that anyone has to commit to. But, I mean, I know they're not going to give up on this, but it seems like it was a major setback at the very least. Uh, Here's a quote from the European Commission. We need to make sure we have a balanced approach. The vast majority of our citizens sees the effects of climate change, does want protection, but is also worried about what that implies for their livelihood. Meanwhile, the BBC reports the EU has also scrapped plans to cut pesticide use in half across the EU, which was to take effect by 2030 as part of the so-called green deal. And so it it goes on a bit. So I don't know. uh, They're saying the 2040 target for 90 percent cut over 1990 levels was conditional on greater emphasis being placed on positive opportunities for farmers and less on New instruments that rather see the farmers as an enemy of climate policy. so I mean they're not giving up on their so-called climate goals. but I mean at least it shows that we, you can't have an effect with these sort of sort of things. So I mean if, um, in opposition to my black pill opening uh, comments uh, as far as group behavior, um, I don't know. So, uh, what do you think of this gentleman, uh, Robbie?
1: Well, I, I just don't understand why there hasn't been a revolutionary radio. They don't have guns, but the people who do have guns, you, you know, uh, the military, the army, uh, the, the the police, or, are they ever going to turn? No, because I think something really bad is going to happen before it gets that bad. They're going to pull something. I don't know, some kind of something devastating. Like, they're probably going to pull here, like an EMP attack or some something very devastating to get everybody on their knees. Because they're at the point now to where this thing's really, you know, where they're were they throwing, what was it in France I was saying? They were throwing crap all over these buildings and, 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 uh, and uh, stuff like that. Yeah, with People big were, sprayers. Really yeah,
0: big, yeah. Right, big, big sprayer devices the farmers had, yeah. And it was all over the, the huge buildings of... Um, well, the governmental buildings, and I, I, I hear possibly some of the actual uh, estate buildings the uh, higher politicians live in, uh, perhaps as well. <laughs> Not sure on that, but
1: you think there'd be more pushback than there is. So, and, and, and I've heard somewhere that they think by the end of 2025, the, pop, the population of the planet's is going to be. I've heard this somewhere. I don't know, somewhere on RBN or read somewhere, seen somewhere. Actually, think. Where are you thinking? All these people. Why are they going to die off? Why? For what? Maybe the jab. <laughs> you know, uh, something's going to give. But between here and twenty forty, I can guarantee you that it ain't going to be very long. Ain't going to be too far off. People can only put up with so much. We're not going to eat bugs. You know, people are just not going to go with this. So who knows what they got planned? I think it's, you know, like I said, with the COVID thing, it backfired on them. When we found out about the remdesivir and the ventilators, they stopped it. So that's a good thing. I mean, there's more of us than there are of them. We've got to keep, we got to remember that. There's more of us than there are of them. But then again, they're dumbing them down with this. like he's talking about. Everyone's walking around docile. You see people driving. People are driving like idiots. <laughs> uh, I've seen that too. But yeah, okay. I digress. David?
2: Well, you know, I covered the farmers' protests on my show uh, this last Sunday. And uh, what's interesting is, you know, the starting point of any civilization is agriculture. Because if you don't have agriculture to feed the people of your country, you don't have a civilization. So uh, farmers actually have a a lot of power in the end. And I, I think what they showed is if you collectivize in some ways and work together to disrupt the system, or threaten to disrupt the system, that is what actually will create political change. Voting and uh, calling your congressman ain't going to do it. because that, that game isn't being played anymore. That's from a long time ago. So, uh, you know, I believe in, uh, you know, I think unions are a good thing. Uh, collectivized labor is a good thing because um, really, if you look at it, these big corporations and stuff, they're looking to replace people Uh, with robots and self-checkout, and um, they really want to do away with a lot of jobs. I'm I'm seeing signs of that all over the place. So um, I think one of the big, big issues uh, coming up is going to be labor and the rights of workers and um, how how do you calculate what an income should be when you have inflation at a level that is... Much higher than they're saying. I think we're at around 20%, 25% inflation easily, and uh, even higher in some things like building materials and cars and things like that and houses. So um, uh, this whole thing is going cattywampus, and I think um, Robbie's right. This ain't going to go on until 2040. That's a pipe dream. It's, something's going to give way before that, no question about it.
3: Steven? we are at a place where a small increase in the interest rate is going to have a huge impact on everything. And it has pretty much doubled in South Carolina for mortgages. I heard earlier on that local radio station for one thing. So yes, I believe that uh, things are fixing and that the market just keep going up and up and up when it has no reflection of, you know, main street or what's going on at all. Never, of course, it doesn't really. But that seems like they have got more war priced into that already. That they're planning to just keep pushing that, and pushing that, and it's just so ridiculous that that they're they're using fear in Europe, especially that Russia's gonna, you know, they're gonna take all of Ukraine and then they're gonna come for you. And it's like, man, no, uh, uh-uh. that just that's not what is is going on, and they they just use it to increase their own power that they, they may pull something that will draw us into some conflict that that that's would be their dream i think if that's what this uniparty that's in power could do that if they could do that then they wouldn't have to wear it. we don't need any stinking elections you know or selection or stamp of approval of you already they could care less about the blaring Idiocy that they are, the you know, this bumble and whatever the thing is over as Oh, man, I heard some of the residents' Biden's words today, too. Oh, just. He was talking about Mitterrand. He'd just seen him, and he died in the 90s. So he's seeing ghosts, at least. It, just, it's, it, it is horrifying. Just, I, I stop sometimes, and I wonder what the United States must look like from some other country now. And I've heard other people say how we look like clowns to the rest of the world. It just I, I've heard a lot of people say that, y'all, and I don't doubt it. I'm sorry, I just don't want to be blackpilled, mm-hmm. but that's just where I what I was thinking.
0: <laughs> and I just had an update on uh, well Putin's comments on the war front in Ukraine. Putin tells West Russia cannot be defeated in Ukraine, but is ready for negotiated peace. So, uh, right on cue, right after the Tucker Carlson interview, I I found it interesting, uh, and I didn't catch the interview yet. But I mean, the way a Tucker afterward is talking about how it just went—you know—I heard it broadcast earlier on uh, James Fetzer's show, and you know, Tucker just—I don't know—it makes me suspicious that he has a handler, and I don't know. I'm becoming more. Suspiciously confirming uh, that Putin as well. Uh, Stephen, we were talking about this, but I mean the way Tucker is is trying to say, make it seem like uh, you know Putin is not answering direct questions and uh, is kind of evading. uh, I don't know. uh, You know some of the directions he wanted to take it was getting angry with him. Some of the comments he made in that. I don't know if uh, it's really he alone and genuine or, you know, just uh, a way they're trying to uh, mediate. And it's not that much damage because how many people out there are going to catch this, you know, uh, compared to the masses where they try. But at the same time, yeah, I don't completely. Stephen, you and I were saying we both seem to confirm our suspicions more that that Putin has handlers. Uh, Do you want to elaborate?
3: Well, some of the things I noticed he said were he alluded to private conversations he'd had with world leaders like our presidents and things. And he just would say, I said this to them, but he said they answered. He would not tell Tucker what they answered. He was going to keep their confidence. Go ask them what they replied is what he was saying to Tucker and. Part of that felt like to me of the, well, we're part of a big club and y'all ain't in it. But also it was uh, to the point that he was trying to point out how corrupt the media is here, too, that they won't ask these questions. I mean, you look at what Christiana Amanpour did when she went over and interviewed Assad and was just threatening him, you know, basically delivering a message for the swamp. Okay, that some of these news analysts on certain Mockingbird channels are just spokespeople for, you know, for the intelligence agency going around the world and, and threatening people with that. I remember when she would be in Nagorno Karabakh, you know, and then Art Sok is gone now, too. That's what they called it, the other people called it, the ones that just got run out of there. And I noticed Putin did not mention uh, that conflict in his <clears throat> interview, too. And he seemed to be, to me, also another observation I'd make about that one is he seemed like he was trying to draw Turkey away from NATO, too because he he didn't mention some things there, and he said that this whole thing could have been over a year and a half ago that they had already started signing an agreement when Boris Johnson flew in you know and convinced the ukrainians that, oh, look oh no, will keep fighting we will we'll give you what you need you can get all of it back, come on, and then some we'll take Crimea, y'all come on, and, and they fell for it, and now they're year and a half later hundred thousand dead and, you know and and you see they're on the brink of Collapse and it's 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 really bad. And he was yeah, telling the, the
0: history uh, of how this started, uh, you know, going back like what, yeah, give or take ten years now. Mm-hmm. But also going back to what, like the ninth century, was it? Yes, regarding he, Ukraine and the formation of Russia, uh, from what I understand. But I mean, as you felt that he did justice to just, uh, justifying how this started, like talking about, um, you know, what had transpired ten years ago.
3: Well, yes, somewhat. It was a coup. He talked about how this was a coup that they overthrew the guy who was trying to uh, shake hands with both sides, basically, Uh, and then um, that they had thrown out the peace deal too in twenty fourteen, and also again after afterwards. It just he he gave a pretty good description of what's been going on from Russia's point of view, and and, I mean, especially. Go ahead.
0: Well, and yet, though, I mean, both the timing and. Just uh, how he and Tucker seem to be uh, before, during and after uh, uh, playing their role in all of this. It makes us suspicious of each of them, uh, including the timing of this. Yeah, you you nonetheless are acknowledging all that. I agree.
3: uh, Yeah. And also, uh, let me point out that Newland was also flew in at this about the same time to uh, Ukraine and then there was that turnover there and Zelensky's gone and now they say Zelensky's going to flee so maybe that thing's starting to, they're willing to at least make peace but there's got to be that war party that says come on we can make more money you guys let's spread it to the Silwaukee Sulawaki corridor or whatever there's this notice to airmen that extends to May 5th where Dado's running a 90,000 troop uh, a, a drill because it's the Cold War y'all don't don't give up yet there might be another war it's like that's that's kind of what these atlanticists i guess like you want to call them for one of a better word that whole crowd it, it seems to be rooting for too that's that's part of the way it looked to me as well
0: and i just see if putin does some things that help um any people in our sphere uh, in some way geopolitically uh, and how it influences things to shift or whatever great you know but i don't think he'll have that much uh influence i'm certainly not ready to try to go uh, not that he's even accepting people to go over there at <laughs> homestead or something no yeah. I, I don't i don't i don't have that sort of love for the man where i trust him to want to yeah. replace uh you know my, my freedoms here with being over there or something even if it were offered uh, or or for him to come here and be our leader. That's insane. I I wouldn't want that. I don't trust him to that level. Uh, That's for sure. And Trump, uh, I mean, likewise, you know, if he could do things that help us, I don't, I think there's so much that he won't do. And I see how much he has controllers and is, you know, not knowledgeable on a lot of important issues, at least the way he comes off. But I mean, you know, it's again, uh, a, a situation where it's it's not someone that I would and hero worship is dangerous. Uh, oh regarding man, anything. it's Amen. A really good Yeah.
3: And, and as here, far as immigrating goes, you know yeah. uh, I'll make my stand to live or die in Dixie. I,
0: I'm, I'm I'm curious uh, though to hear hear some more uh, uh, feedback around and and I mean well, uh, Bobby, you mentioned how you very much uh, agree. Uh, with our skepticism toward putin uh minds yeah, yeah. uh, david's sure, over here uh, scorpios but but i mean and then trump though um i know well <laughs> david's certainly not the biggest trump fan if you haven't noticed i don't know what what are your thoughts on trump at this point well, you know you and, know
1: that's uh uh the, the lesser evil i mean you know we're dealing with lesser evil lesser evil lesser evil with Putin, people don't know maybe they don't know this, but when he came to power back in the, the '90s, anyone who was a critic of him, he had them. They come up missing. He, he killed comedians. He had people. They were just they come up missing. No one could criticize. One guy made puppets of him and made a puppet of him, and he he wound up missing. You know, the guy he he's probably killed more people than the Clintons. But and you know, you know, if he really wanted to hurt us, he can come out and go, hey. They have a jab over there, and you know they're killing your people with this jab. Well, I guess he's not very smart. I guess he don't know that there's a jab. Yes, he knows there's a jab because he's got one too. He he's friends with the communist Chinese. Well, we are too. He's friends with the with the North Koreans. You know, so you know, look at what's around him. I mean, he, and he's quiet. He hasn't done anything oh. in the last twenty years. So he's just a lesson. And then if you're gonna if he wants to give you a lecture about history for two hours, let's talk about the funny gas chambers. And how about uh, talk about what they did to Germany? How about some uh, you know write some books about that and see how quick
3: you're thrown in a gulag?
1: I'll
3: yeah, Stephen, you mentioned
0: some other things he didn't. Bring I was going to say, well.
3: excellent. Yeah, excellent point. He did it. He he even tried to school Tucker on the Nazis are still alive and well with. Uh, uh, I, thought, I don't know who he pointed out exactly, but it had to do with Biden and the bandera uh, that was and the ones in Ukraine now, basically, you know. And, but you yeah. you,
0: text, you texted me. Uh, let's see. I watched Tucker interview uh, mm-hmm. with Trump last night. Funny the uh, things, people in places, uh, Putin did not mention. He went back yes. to the eight hundreds for Russia, but left out the Khazars in Ukraine at the time. Didn't yes. mention Armenian genocide by Turks either, or Azerbaijan, go. Armenia, or Georgian uh Ostechen, yeah, Ostechen yeah. He didn't conflicts. mention that either. No. Is he? And then you say, is he pulling Erdogan away from NATO and doesn't want to name the Turk? I, I don't know. Uh,
3: <laughs> yeah, that doesn't was. Doesn't have <laughs> the same ring, but still. Yeah, doesn't have the same
0: ring, but still. <laughs> yeah, as as named the Jew, uh, but he yeah. didn't mention them either. Of course, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. We expect him to that. <laughs> but,
1: uh, well, Bobby, you were adding something there. Oh no, I, you guys are spot on with that. I mean, uh yeah, uh, the guy—he's quiet. You know, he hasn't done anything, but he's going along with the whole program. Look, Scorpio's dead on with it. I, I agree with him. This whole thing is just being played out. Do they get us into to the social? credit score. That's where it's headed. China's the model. Look at China. Forget about this whole left, right, all this crap. These wars are all distractions. The jab is going to take a lot of people. That's, that's going to take a lot of the population. That's killing people as we speak. So that's where we're at. But most people are still caught up in the normie thing. You know, they're caught up in the left, right. And like you said, you've seen a lot of people walking around like zombies and they are. And I'm seeing that too. And I notice people are a lot more docile than they were a year ago, it seems like to me. But I'll digress. Would you guys talk some more? Scorpio?
2: Well, yeah, the interesting conversation. You know, know, Putin's definitely a mixed bag. He's done some things that sort of contradicted the the grand plan, but he's gone along with a lot of things, too. And I only saw part of the interview. And what I found interesting, though, is that... Putin was laying out the actual history of Ukraine. And, of course, the Russians are the staunch believers in the whole Holocaust narrative and all that. So they lie about things when they want to, and Russia always has a strong man. You know, uh, Robbie's right. Putin's killed a lot of people over the years, but that's just the way the Russian system is. Their leader's always kind of a strong man. But what I found interesting is that Putin was laying out the history in a way that you would never hear one of our so-called leaders talk about uh, at, at that kind of intellectual level. So I was impressed by the fact that actual history was being spoken about, very frankly, And uh, because Ukraine is a fake country. I actually said that on my show last week, those same words. Ukraine is a fake country, and the whole idea that its borders are sacrosanct is absurd. There's no reason to be fighting a war over this. Uh, But, of course, war is the process. War is – the process of war is what allows for the transformation. So people are always looking to see who's going to win, but it's really the process that matters. And that's what the globalist uh, masters uh, focus on.
3: Stephen? Yeah, he also uh, went back to the 1800s, how this I guess he called it idea or he, maybe he said myth. I don't know what the translator said about the Ukrainians. Ukrainian was just meant border people, no particular group. They were all pretty much Russian already, depending on which church they were with and which side of the Dnieper river they lived on. And he went back and he mentioned that. And there was something else about that. I forgot what it was. It he, he, um, he talked about that 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 being created then, and how Crimea, also the whole history of Crimea. There's no way they're going to give Crimea back. This whole thing was manufactured. He was talking about as as it was a I don't know a soap in the 1800s. At, we're leading up to World War I, and one of the things that he left out was the interaction with the Ottoman Empire, too, and the Turks, like I was mentioning there. Dave, you've, you've been talking about this some, too, how it led and, – and that – yeah, he, he left all that out, but he did go back to, to that part, and then now he said – gave oh, he went to tell you know, this other – the stories they were going off about the how the fighting is – they're all really just Russians, that <clears throat> the troops – in Ukraine, Ukrainian military had been completely surrounded by Russians. They're screaming back and forth that – and, of course, who knows? This could be – sounded like propaganda. sure made for, for heady stuff that they had no way out, that they, they, they should surrender with their lives and back and forth. And the guys in there, the Ukrainians screaming back in perfect Russian where Russian soldiers don't surrender, and and they died fighting. And that's how they cut it off. So, I mean, that was – that was well written if it was prepared before, you know, and I don't know if he was talk- what he was talking about, if it was the or some real place or anything but that does sound almost contrived, but then again, you know you go back and these people came and, and, and made it that you can't be Russian, even though you've been Russian all these years after 2014, singled them out I mean, he went into detail about that, and I hear the music, let me Yeah, and we'll take
0: Calls uh, on the other side, folks. 512-248-8252.
1: We'll be back. I want
4: the truth. You can't handle the
5: truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news. Real talk. Real people. Because you can handle the truth. Will the end come on this Friday or will the inevitable collapse hold off for a while? The next round of the worst financial crisis in a hundred years is coming, people, and the government is out to make you and I pay for it. Will your savings survive a global banking wipeout? What happens when the U.S. sees hyperinflation? What if taxes soar not only for the rich? Can you survive the stock market tanks? Well, between a stock market wipeout waves of bank failures, soaring government spending that will lead to hyperinflation and the destruction of the dollar's value. Isn't it time that you prepare for the uncertainty which lies ahead? Protect your money now or forever kiss it goodbye. My friends, I offer you over six decades experience of hard asset ownership and knowledge and I'm prepared to handle the smallest detail in the balanced protection of your portfolio. Once again, our phone number six zero two seven nine nine eight two one four. 602-799-8214. It's almost Friday. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee. And I started Blackout because I really love coffee.
0: I've always loved coffee. And after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and every time I came back to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee. So I figured that I had to do something about it.
4: visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the
0: coupon code REPUB10 that's R E P U B 1 0 folks beyond the official narrative here on republic's broadcasting network and we have stephen douglas whitener david scorpio and robbie in florida but let us go to the phones we have a couple callers in the queue ken in texas ken what's on your mind sir
6: Evening. Boy, you, you gentlemen better have your flak jackets on. It's come to my attention that you're over target. Uh, but I digress. Um, consider the movie Rollerball. Y'all remember that movie?
0: Yes. I yeah, know, that's a good, that's good
6: example. James Conn, James, James Con. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And they had the liquid computer in there. And he got to go see that uh, scientist who was in charge of that computer. It was a water-based computer. Ever since I saw that, I've been tripping on that for decades. And so when you brought up the water stuff, I just couldn't help myself. I had to call in and remind people of that. Um, And As far as the technology goes, it's my opinion that you know that they're the saying is correct that they're 40 50 years ahead of us and so the only technology we are allowed to see is the technocracy based technology in other words you know hook line and sinker will take it so they can reel us in and you know control us look how many people still use Facebook and all these social apps that are blocking people and Leading people and, and all that and yet people still use them um, we're hopelessly addicted to our technology um, but I, I posit that they only give us enough for us to hang ourselves
1: back to you
0: oh, very well put well let's hear from a uh, feedback from the panel uh, Robbie uh, your feedback sir
1: Oh, I, I have to agree with him. I hate my cell phone, but I love it. I, it's, I get all the information I want, and I try to get off of Facebook, and it wouldn't let me get off of Facebook. It went, Now it won't let – Try to. it says your phone. You haven't had that phone long enough. And the reason why I had it was I was selling things on our marketplace. You can find really good deals on there. And I was posting a lot of things coming out of Gaza. I only have a few friends on there, but I was showing them, you know, these kids with their arms blown off, and it's just horrible. I, it's so depressing, the news feed that I look at through there – that I, I want to do away with my phone completely. It is a weapon. It is, and, and I'm addicted. I I'm, mean, I'm, I admit it. I'm a, I'm like a crackhead with this phone. I mean, shoot, I love shoot, Odyssey. Things like that. These platforms are going. I learn these things. That's where I found out all these things I'm telling you guys about.
2: So, David. Yeah. Yeah. Some great points by the caller, and I, I like that term. You're over the target. Um very interesting points by uh, Robbie also um, I think we're having a really good discussion but yeah as far as um, technology uh, I-, I thought he made a good point about the um, the only technology we're allowed to have is the technocratic based technology that's a very good way of putting it it's only the weaponized technology because we know that they have uh, anti-gravity technology there's all kinds of there's free energy technology uh, and I've gone into this, this idea of um, juvenile water uh, or primary water in which water is being produced constantly inside the earth from chemical reactions. Same goes for oil. So there, we, we live in a, a, a world of abundance and plenty, but we're being you know fooled into a completely different from paradigm. And the, the really incredible technology is locked away. It, it, look at the list of people who have died mysteriously, they were working on cars that ran on water. Uh, all the people that worked on free energy, there's a long list of people that just sort of dropped dead for a variety of reasons. So um, it's an interesting topic, and it's a deep rabbit hole. I'd, I'd love to go down it on a show sometime.
0: Uh, I second that. Stephen.
3: Yeah, that is very interesting. I've I've seen some of those um, Myers, the guy Myers in his engine, and I've seen some over okay. Un- Unity, um, coil things that people talked about too as far and other that antigravity they said that i, I don't know that you've heard of the uh, glocken you know in uh, the third reich that c- controlled the foo fighters that technology existed okay that that that's, this mercury plasma and counter rotating fields was inside of a huge metal bell basically is what it resembled like a huge oil filter and the counter and I don't know how it, how it worked but the, you could see the antenna array above it next to a huge hydroelectric plant what was remains I think it's still there today and I have I've seen the pictures of that stuff and the uh, bomber crews would see those things flying around. They look just like static charge or something and that's that's I don't know, you know, what who knows how, how far along that was and where did they get that anyway? And you know, Tesla got shut down pretty quick with his uh wireless electric car without a battery that he drove around Long Island that at Wycliffe with that big tower, okay? People forget about that stuff. I mean that, that that's that's still doable i mean and why did if you start i don't know of any place that's tried to do that but you can get you can get wireless charging you know you can can set your cell phone charge battery there wirelessly you can transmit power wirelessly so we're getting bombarded too by all of that stuff too the radiation that's that's another thing that it's really different when you get away from it you're talking about the the weaponized technology i'm looking locally here for a place for sean tario to have a uh a digital boot camp that one of the guys that was a guest there to talk who has ghost phones and things like that and talks about limiting the interaction you have and 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 that's i mean i one piece at a time of taking your life back from these people if more enough people do it then you know they're finished you know like you said somebody i think it was, we really do surround them i mean Outnumber them, maybe was the way you put it.
0: you. I know th- there was one series recently that uh, d- depicted a dy- dystopian underworld uh, of people who didn't realize, you know, that they could exist on the surface. I was, I was talking about it, and you know, they weren't even aware of the the sun, you know, uh, being actually visible. Uh, I guess you know they ex- thought it was more like nuclear winter conditions up there. And uh, but I mean you know that can seem so dystopian and far off to a viewer but the fact that energy uh, abundance you know, free energy or uh, you know technology uh, abundance for uh, inexpensive energy for all i mean we could all be living like kings that's the last thing these people want the most important thing to them is uh, the difference between the the wealthy and powerful and the the poor and and they wouldn't want all of humanity to be able to uh, you know develop in in their own um, you know regions and tribes uh, you know in whatever ways and you know contemplate greater things uh, than well, sustaining and, themselves. David,
2: yeah, and let's not forget too that you know back in his day Tesla became a millionaire. Even back then, he was a millionaire at one point. But you know they pulled the plug on him when he started working on this free energy stuff. With the tower, that's when they pulled the plug on him, and they actually, you know, pretty much wrote him out of history for the most part, uh, given all the inventions he has. Not, you know, most notoriously, of course, AC power, but, uh, you know, the guy's been almost completely written out of history. Not many people know much about him unless you're kind of in our realm.
0: Well, anything else, Ken, you'd like to add? In Texas, do we still have you? Okay, all right. He, all right no, he, he said his piece. We have Joe in Florida. Hey, Joe, how you doing tonight? Welcome, sir. What's on your mind?
7: Hey, Richard, Stephen, Dave, Robbie, good to hear you. Oh, you didn't play my theme song, by the way, when I came on, you know. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I figured you'd have to at least have one defender of Putin. Now, you know, we have had this discussion before and it's nothing personal, and everything. But when but, I think I mentioned to you last night, uh, um, Richard, uh, we need to look at Putin in a way that's in the real world. Right. OK. Is there something you can criticize about? him? it's not a savior. It's not perfect. Of course, there's there's probably plenty of things. But the real question, when I look at Putin and I make my assessment, I'm looking at him as a world leader. And you compare the present day, the present moment, who are the world leaders and what are they all about? Right. So obviously you can compare it to the United States. Embarrassing, embarrassing that we have this. I don't know, brain dead, uh, walking human cadaver there, right? It's clear that Putin is heads in a but not just him. You talk about the, of Germany, the uh, uh, Schultz, uh, France, Macron, the phony, uh, that preposterous, stupid, diabolical Trudeau in Canada. You just go down the list. He's head and shoulders above them. The other thing I was going to say is that in that interview was, uh, with Tucker last night, he made reference, and I've noticed this before when I've seen Putin speak, he will typically, when he's talking about the world and uh, different things, he'll he'll always say Russians and Jews. So now, for the accusation that he's somehow controlled by the Jews, or he's not really—he's very Jew-wise. There's no, there's no way that Vladimir Putin, being this master of history, could ever be unaware of the diabolical, uh, I think, satanic takeover of Russia by Jews. Uh, in 1918, instigated by the Bolsheviks and then mass millions and millions of innocent, mainly Christian, murdered, including the czar and his whole family, by these wicked, uh, perfidious people that really are not Russians. Just like they're not Russians, just like they're not Americans. Right. Uh, Jews cannot be citizens. That's the fact. And history shows that if you treat a Jew as if he's a citizen, you're going to have your country destroyed. So my argument is that Putin is much more Jew-wise than he appears, but he's also a politician. And he knows the danger of coming on and, you know, uh, blasting the Jews or or getting a tag of anti-Semite. I think he's very intelligent. He's not perfect. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Scorpio. Uh, David,
0: you're on mute, sir. Uh, the David's connection seems to have uh, left his mm-hmm. his better uh, judgment there. Stephen, your thoughts, sir.
3: Well, you know, I'm surprised that he didn't mention Kazaria when he went back to 862 and, and all that. And so let, I know he didn't have time to school Tucker completely, but it just... It seemed like what they had said, I don't only saw it once, too, but um, he was pointing out, rightfully so, I'll say this about it, all right, that they are obviously, if any, that anyone with any sense in the West who is an analyst of any kind knows that Russia has absolutely no intention of aggressive action. And that they were only responding to this stuff that we did by expanding NATO and then a coup in Ukraine and trying to increasingly divide Russia into several different uh, provinces or states for the coming war with China that we have these documents. He's seen them. They've published them. And that he pointed that out and said, if we don't back off from that plan, that it's going to end up. Uh, looking bad for everybody that that we are crazy to keep pursuing that because they have no intention of being aggressive yet we still we still want to come in and cut them up and and divide them for some coming war with china and that just i don't know that 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 was something else that came through that the people the people that are running our stuff they're crazy you know And, and yeah and he talks, you know. I don't know his personal thing, but I've seen him with Chabad and other people with Chabad, too. I don't know that, they, that he just has to deal with them. I guess it's just like a fact of life for him. And there was the thing with the um, apartment uh, bombing, false flag before nine eleven that he was implicated in too. Okay, I have, that that was strong implication that they were involved in that, at, but it, it was blowback from us. Funding terrorism, which he also talked about, talking about the CIA, calling Tucker out on he, that he had called the CIA out, sent him letters that they had funded the terrorists in the North Caucasus. So you know this was a response to that. And then there was the thing uh, where they took over the theater and, and pumped fentanyl gas in it. The the Black Widows from uh, the the from um oh where was it Grozny or whatever, and then they went in and took over that whole Beslin school. I remember all of this, this stuff and I don't know this This just seems like it's coming to a head now and the people that yeah. have pumped up $33 trillion here have got to go man. I just I don't see any. It, it's insane why do well, they Earth, keep doing I, this? Go ahead yeah, well, I don't, I, David, I,
0: yeah, I see David reconnected. Uh, David uh, do you want to respond regarding Putin uh, to Joe?
2: Yeah Yes, sorry about that. Operator air there on my part. Uh, Yeah, um, I thought he made a good assessment of Putin in some ways. Um, He is kind of a mixed bag. And, you know, leaders, obviously he's on the disfavor with, uh, you know, a certain faction of the globalist uh, cadre. So I, I think he's another one of these leaders that follows the rules. And other times he doesn't. He's not completely controllable. And that's why he's demonized. Uh, but another thing that's interesting, you know, hearing Putin talk about the history of the region, which is, was all correct. Um, you know, the Russians did inherit the largest population of Jews during the second partitioning of Poland in the 1860s, I believe it was. Uh, and so Russia, that was the biggest population of Jews in the world. And they lived in what was called the Pale. The Russians sort of kept them segregated uh, away from the rest of uh, Russia. They was, and If you look into the events that led up to the Bolshevik Re- Revolution, various czars had tried to deal with the Jewish situation in different ways. And um, the Jews tried to kill two different czars before the, the revolution. So this had been building up for quite a long time. right? And uh, yeah, so... The Bolshevik Revolution was Jewish. I mean, there's no question yeah. about that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Well, here let's hear say- from Rob. We didn't hear from Robbie. Robbie, oh. would you like to comment?
1: Yeah. All this history he was talking about how the Bolsheviks uh, did the revolution. I don't think that Putin would be too keen about you talking about that. I don't think he can write books about that or what they did to the Germany during World War II, the rape and slaughter of Germany and even taking over Eastern Germany and taking over the, the, the Eastern Europe. You're not allowed to write. You can't do any of this revisit, what they call it, going back and looking at Revision, the Revisionism. Family. Historical yes, you revisionism. Of so you're, you're not really free. You're not really a, a free leader. And, and he hides behind religion like we're satanic. Well, all of a sudden he hides behind the cross. Well, you can say, oh, they're all religious. Now they all have a church. So what? How many people were slaughtered in the name of Christ in the last two thousand three thousand two thousand years don't don't hold that religious card up because the guy you know genghis khan you can say good things about him if you want to right now at this part in time of the world everyone to me looks just evil i'm sorry from everything i've learned and gathered about everyone they all look like crap i i don't trust anybody i'm with scorpio on this i think this is all being played out to get that social credit score they want China they want China to be the model for everything that they want to have and they'll kill the whole population, they'll kill most of the population off to get it. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I believe. I'm seeing people I'm watching people die from this jab, okay? That's what I'm on here. Why did he talk about the jab? Tucker Carson is he he is he's pop culture, okay? He's Kid Rock. He's freaking Joe Rogan. I don't even I don't even look at these idiots anymore on T V or, or any of this pop culture crap. I'm done with it. So I'm
0: through Taylor Swift, all this crap. I'm done with it. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> great great uh, feedback from everyone. Uh, Joe, uh, your thoughts, sir? Yeah, no, you know, I, of course, like
7: I said, look, if we're going to get into a competition, who's the saint? Which one is the saint? Well, Putin's not a saint. Well, I'll admit that. And I also say that, you know, I, uh, I do not do, as somebody said before, you know, worship is always dangerous. I'm, I'm sort of kidding about it. He's not perfect, but Dave, you made a great point, and that is that history, the Jewish history, but even bring it to the current day, okay, to understand Putin better. So when he came into power in the late '90s, in 2000, what had just happened in Russia, okay? What happened in Russia for the previous ten years was the Jewish parasite took over the country, and destroyed the country, okay? The life uh, average lifespan of a Russian male decreased to like something like 62 years old during the time that Boris Yeltsin, an obvious puppet of the Jews, allowed these oligarch Jewish oligarchs, they were ruled by eight oligarchs, seven of them were Jews, to rapaciously parasitize the whole country. What did Putin do? He he put the jews under control so there's a historic precedent that's the reason just making the bigger point that's the reason why the jews despise him you know in this country when we look at him we should remember that idea the enemy of my enemy is my friend now in syria what do so you you're, jews cla- you're in- claiming
0: that that before putin came to uh, power that it was on its way toward a, a, a Russian white genocide of, of the Russian co- of the white component of the Russian people, and that he uh, was instrumental in, in reversing that. Uh, one could say so. Perhaps he yeah, yeah. was the first white country, uh, white majority country that was targeted uh, by these people who are now targeting United States and Europe. But I don't well, know. Is well, that Richard, yeah. yeah, yeah, David,
2: uh, Richard, uh, I would just say I think it was more of an economic. Uh, destruction rather than a a racial destruction they they, they were they were looting the entire economy he's right about that they were completely looting the economy and selling off everything that wasn't nailed down to the floor it was really incredible and that is true uh but Mm -hmm. let's remember too when putin first came on the scene he was very well liked george bush looked into his eyes and saw a good man something like that
7: right exactly and and the jews there in Russia, the oligarchs, they all, well, they kind of liked him in the beginning, too, until they saw that this was a man who really was not to be messed with. And he knew the whole reality of Jews. Now, do I know the way his brain thinks? No. But the important thing is what happened after that? So in the last, you know, 10 years, what has he done? This Syria would be part of Israel today, except for Vladimir Putin. He's the only world leader who has actually had a defeat of Jews, right? Israel, which is Jews, on the battlefield. So now... They know he's their enemy, and they're attacking him in this Jewish war against Russia in Ukraine. And it's a war against Putin, and it's basically fed by Jews in the United States, Victoria Newland, and the Jews that control our country, as well as the ones in Israel, the other factions of Jews. I'm just saying, let's be mindful of the fact that you look at it as someone who is who's more detested, any world leader, by the Jews. It's Putin, okay? And yet, somehow, he's not perfect. He's still, 24 years, whatever it is, he's still there leading the country. and That's the only thing I'm just, it's an admiration of the fact that he's withstood these attacks, which, frankly, our country hasn't.
0: Well, uh, have you considered uh, starting your own Putin show on RBN, Joe? (laughs)
7: I tell you, I had my Rusia, Slava Rusia. Now you know, I, I, it's That's it's good really. to joke about that, and and I don't get into hero worship. There's some people I heard that refer to him in Russia as uh, uh, Savior Putin. Well, I would never do that because there's only one Savior, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So I, I I don't put him on a pedestal, but I still, you know, in the real world, uh, look at look what we got in our country. I I just can't help but comparing. To this piece of, uh, uh, I don't
0: know what to call him, the Biden entity, a disgusting disgrace. Right. Well, thanks so much. I mean, we're at the end of the show, but great uh, input, Joe. I appreciate it. Thanks, Richard. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, and and Robbie, hey, it was great to have you here. We'll have to do this again, sir. Uh, It was a pleasure.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. And David? Yes, sir. And, David, likewise, uh, have a good evening. I was glad, I was glad, as always, to have you on the panel.
2: Uh, yes, that was a really good show. I, I want to thank the callers, too. You, you had some uh, fantastic callers and a really good panel tonight. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, thank you. And, uh, Stephen, it was an honor and a pleasure, sir. And I look forward to Thought Crime Live tomorrow morning.
3: Thanks. Thanks for having me as always. Thanks, Thought Criminals, and y'all y'all be good to each other. Thanks again.
0: All right, folks, please uh, support the station. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on that donate page so that we will speak again soon. And until then, transcend the construct. Regards.